How's it going, everybody? So, I'm going to switch things up a little bit today, and I'm going to do a triple first three. And the reason why I'm doing the first three is because I recently invested in the DC Universe app, and the shows I'm going to be talking about today are Titans, Doom Patrol, and Swamp Thing. Now, there's a lot of other reasons to uh, get the DC Universe app, even if it's for like a, like the free trial. Just uh, I would recommend it for if you if you have like any like fuzziness on like your Batman the animated series, like whatever what is yours. Like me, I always go back to the originals because the first two seasons where it was before the art style change, like I'm sure there was, like, I know that there were great episodes of the Batman the Animated Series after the first two seasons, which is like the, like the episode 50 on, the, the, in terms of, uh, quality, like I, I, like I just love the Art Deco. I love the 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 uh, the, the skin tone choices. I like that version of Catwoman. Uh, it was so recommended on just on that alone because there's some random episodes that were hardcore 1970s 1980s Batman uh, like put put on screen for kids. So the. DC Universe app may or may not exist next year, so I figure I'd get this done now. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to start with Titans. Then I'm going to do Doom Patrol, then I'm going to do Swamp Thing. So, uh, I would also recommend the DC Universe app just to be able to read. Like, I finally got a chance to read um, the Strange, App- Strange Apparitions uh, uh, deal, which was. Uh, about seven issues of Steve Englehart read, uh, writing for Marshall Rogers, and it's just I, it. I don't know if it's like the birth of the modern comic story, but yeah, damn, it's like uh, it's like the. It might be one of the best uh, seven issues in a row I've ever read because, it, like, there it's what everyone strives for now. Uh, like, like you could pick up an issue, uh, not have to catch up on much, but if you read the the sort the whole thing, it's like this great mosaic tapestry that just is so wonderful. So, uh, plus, like, there's a thousands probably of other comic books that you could just for eight bucks a month, like you could read as many DC comics as you as you can take in. So, uh, yeah it's totally worth it on that end if you're a comic book reader but you can't like I can't recommend uh, using the app on your TV for that like if I were you like keep the app on your phone Chromecast it or uh, or if you're gonna watch the shows watch the shows on TV but don't try and read a comic on TV that's like that was I I couldn't do it so alright that's enough for the intro Titans so, Titans had some stuff going against it early on because the trailer had the infamous line, fuck Batman. Uh, in context, it worked, but everyone was like, fuck Batman. It's like, what the hell? It's like, everyone just like gravitated, called, like everyone was calling it Titans is going to be a shit show or whatever. And I couldn't disagree with them more because supposedly, I don't know how true this is, Titans originally was made for TNT or the pilot was going to be for TNT. I don't know exactly uh, what the connections are. I thought that uh, the pilot was very, or 
without knowing it, I thought the pilot was the pilot that they shot for TNT, and it never made it to air. Like, they, they, TNT passed on it. And it could be for a number of reasons. Like, good shows get passed over all the time. But the, um, like, for example, uh, I'll get into it later with the uh, Swamp thing, but uh, money comes into play sometimes. So, whether or not TNT uh, uh, is what the version TNT was uh, working on is what Titans is now, because I could see TNT now doing it, but like the number of years ago, I think it was like three or four years ago that the that the Titans TV show on TNT almost happened. So now TNT is like, yeah, we'll curse. We're cable. Like AMC is cursing. Comedy Central's cursing. We'll curse. Like we'll tone it down a little bit probably because we want sponsors, but because that's what it comes down to. Uh, there's nothing stopping uh, certain cable networks from just being uh, like Skinamax, other than um, they are afraid to get sued because the uh, like those warnings that they put up like there is graphic violence, there is uh, suggestive language, there is nudity, uh, like. That, like, those warnings are not guaranteed because anyone can turn on anything at any time. So, if, like, some five year old kid is just channel surfing on a summer vacation and then, um, like, uh, supposing that uh, TNT did, like, uh, like, uh, like a, I don't know, a sex scene with, with Titans on it, like, uh, like, uh, Dick Grayson and Coriander are hooking up, uh, then, like, it's like, like, mommy, what are those kids, uh, what are they doing? It's like, like, no parent wants to have to explain that, uh, they're comic. Plus, like, no one wants to, no one in power right now wants to see their comic book characters that they're, uh, that they've been mostly all ages focused on, uh, like, being in that kind of situation. They don't want to deal with it. Like, like, there's very few, like, in all the Batman movies, like, there's there's been no, like, love scenes uh, in the Batman movies. There's been, like, Wonder Woman had, uh, like, like the, I think the, like, they're very Amish or uh, puritanical about it just because uh, you'll always see, um, like, dancing. You'll never see, like, a, like, the bed, like, the, the that makes, uh, just a shout out to Deadpool, uh, the, the whole scene where it's like the 12 months of uh, Miranda Baccarin and uh, pre-Deadpool Ryan Reynolds uh, not pre-Deadpool Ryan Reynolds but you know what I'm talking about pre-Deadpool Wade Wilson played by Ryan Reynolds so it's like oh we have this really hot guy or whatever like to make use of him like uh, like all the, the, the 11 months of screwing around plus uh, like uh, Lent like uh, that was uh, you I've I don't think I've seen it yet in a superhero movie where it's that much. So, shout out to Deadpool. So, anyway, Titans. This is sort of a uh, adaptation of the uh, the Marv Wolfman, uh, George, not George Miller. Uh, George Perez, George Perez, um, era of Titans. So it's not the original Teen Titans. It's where it was like Wonder Girl and Robin and Speedy and uh, Aqualad. It's the new Teen Titans um, where you have uh, Dick Grayson, who is Robin. He's, He's not Nightwing yet. Uh, this show kind of addresses that whole transition. It's got Raven, it's got uh, Starfire, and it's got uh, Beast Boy. Uh, there is no cyborg as of right now. Uh, so, first three episodes of Titans, you have 
the, the impetus, which is young girl, Raven, uh, has uh, a special ability that she can't quite control. So, she is under the care of her mother? I, like, I, I'm trying to remember offhand if she finds out like the woman she thought was her mom isn't really her mom uh, in that episode, but uh, mom dies. Uh, she goes on the run. Her uh, power, or her other self, her darker self, uh, is legit. Um, she doesn't quite understand it. Uh, and it, it, like she kind of looks out for her, but it also at the same time, it's like, uh, like, like you're screwed. It leaves her ha- hanging out to dry. So she uh, goes on the run after her mom is killed by these people that are looking for her. And she's running around, and then she comes across Dick Grayson, who is a Detroit cop who is Robin. And the opening uh, fight, I should say, to uh, like introducing him as Robin, where the whole trailer of Fuck Batman comes into play, the like Robin shows up say, to all these crooks that are either working for a crime family or about to pull off a heist. Uh, he says to him, "Leave, or or, or or you're gonna have to deal with me." They're all like looking around. Where's Batman at? Batman around here? Okay. So this pisses uh, Robin off, and the beat down that he puts on these guys is uh, hardcore. Like he's dra- he's breaking glass, dragging people uh, faces across the glass, like. Uh, like shooting people, uh, he's cursing at the end of it. Fuck Batman or whatever. So the violence is very measured, and not in the sense that uh, like they're holding back on it or no, they they fully embrace it, but they also uh, present it to you in such a way that like it's not a it's not pleasurable for Dick Grayson to be that violent. Uh, you can like you get the sense that uh, he's not really uh, like he's not trying to be Robin. He's just trying. He's trying to like be different than Batman, and he doesn't know how. So Dick Grayson is uh, a cop, and so. Raven gets herself arrested to get away from uh, the people that are going after her, and uh, she, uh, in the beginning of the episode, has a vision of Dick Grayson uh, the night that his family died at the circus. So she doesn't know who Dick Grayson is, but when he uh, when she meets him, he, she realizes you're the boy from the circus, and whole things ensue. So, the first three episodes of Titans is a slow burn, because once you get all that uh, Dick Grayson and Raven stuff uh, out of the way, you end up in Austria, and this woman with orange hair and uh, purple, uh, uh, I don't know, like, like bar, uh, like uh, club clothes, in a fur coat, she's, uh, like, in a car chase, she has no memory of who she is, all she knows is that her name is, uh, uh, Coriander, or Coriander, uh, as a fan, I know she's Starfire, I know, I know her, what her powers are, like, but the, uh, a lot of people were giving, uh, the show, ahead of time flack for like it's bad uh, costume design and to be perfectly honest with you like this show does not uh, like suck at doing costumes like uh, so 
coriander uh like speaks multiple languages she's real cool calm collective like enjoys the finer things in life and she's violent but she's like detached like when she kills people because she does kill people in this uh like it's because uh they're they're trying to hurt her so she just like takes care of them like uh even though, like, like the body counts are kind of similar, uh, like, the, the series is really good at distinguishing itself between, like, uh, say, Dick Grayson taking out people and Coriander taking out people. So, turns out, Coriander is looking for Raven. And she doesn't know why, because she doesn't understand herself completely. So, that's episode one. Episode two, I believe, was Hawk and Dove. Now, Hawk and Dove are a little bit different than the comics because uh, in the comics, it was two brothers uh, and under the guidance of their uh, very uh, stern, uh, like absolute, uh, absolutist uh, father, who was a professor. In this one, you have a man and a woman, which is sort of, because uh, in the comics, uh, Dove dies, and I think they, they'll they go into it later, uh, to the how this is established, but like Dick Grayson is on the road with uh, Raven, which, by the way, like I think he's been a Detroit cop for like a month, and he just disappears, so this is uh, like... Like, uh, great planning, Dick. So, uh, Dick Grayson is, like, looking for help, and he goes to Hawk and Dove, who are these, like, Hawk is this beat-up guy. This, he's he's not cut from the same cloth as Batman and Robin. Neither of them are. Like, uh, this, like, this show's, like, pretty good about establishing a hierarchy of, uh, who's good and who's, like, really good. Because the what was it? Um, like Hawk is already captured when you meet him. Like, like the bad guys are talking about like uh, shoving things up his ass or uh, cutting his balls off. I forget what it was exactly, but like you get the sense that like Hawk and Dove, like they are in their prime of their lives. Like, like um, to put it in athletic terms. Like, Hawk and Dove are the uh, 30-year-old basketball players that are still good, but they're role players. They're not stars. Like, they've been in the league for eight years. They've they've put a lot of tread on their bodies. uh, And they've just, like, been more injured than uh, anyone... uh, like has a like an expectation of like uh, like Hawk is sort of like Derrick Rose because he's just like had a broken hip, he's got like concussions a lot. So the plan is uh, Dick Grayson's gonna like uh, give them some money. They they go off to Michigan and then they take Raven so that uh, but Raven's like don't ever leave me. It's like. I'm going to be all emotional and all that stuff. And then uh, I think Beast Boy was introduced in episode one. Episode one or two he's introduced. So, but it's real quick. It's just, uh, it shows that he can turn into a tiger. Now, uh, I forget like when it was that Beast Boy gets uh, like introduced, introduced, but I'm just going to skip ahead to this point. I don't know if it was episode three or not, but the Doom Patrol are introduced in Titans. And the Doom Patrol that you're introduced are Negative Man, uh, Elastic Girl, or Elastic Woman, forget what her uh, uh, name is. Uh, It's Rita Farr, basically. Uh, Robot Man and The Professor. So...
the way Doom Patrol uh, uh, works is um, they all live in his mansion. They, they all can't go out because they can't lead normal lives. Uh, because Negative Man, uh, he's uh, severely burned. And plus he has uh, like a power that you really don't understand uh, ahead of time. But I will say this though, cool introduction because Negative Man, the way he cooks uh, was like awesome. Then you have uh, Rita Farr who, if she loses control of herself, she turns into uh, a blob, like just like a massive blob. And the robot man is obviously uh, like he doesn't he sticks out very badly and like the chief uh in this episode is sort of a very stern uh very dickish kind of guy so the the way he helps people is like like robot man like sort of like uh, uh hints at it that it's like because Beast Boy finds Raven and then brings her to, to the to the hideout, so uh, he wants the chief to help her get control of her powers. And Cliff says to him, "You you hate her that much? Like why would you do that?" So it's, like it's hinted at that the chief is not going to be uh, a good uh, good at what he does. So, I think I just butchered the first three episodes enough, so I'm, I'm just going to get into it. Uh, plus, there's this, like, uh, the, the, the bad guys in the first three episodes, it's getting hinted at, like, it goes into more, it's like a psychotic killer family uh, that are on steroids. Uh, they work. I mean, it's, it's, not the, it's not the greatest thing ever, but... Uh, like they, they, like as a concept, they work. So, my thoughts on the first three episodes, or or the beginning of Titans, is that this show does not suck. The show tonally is not necessarily what we've seen before. It's very dark, but it's not dark to be dark, it's exploring very dark things, because you have Robin, who uh, is trying to become his own thing, he doesn't want to be Robin anymore, but he can't quit, he, he, like he's too deep into the life, then you have uh, Coriander, who's She's trying to figure herself out, but she doesn't, uh, like, it's, with Coriander, it's, it's tough because I'm too, uh, informed of the comic book counterpart that, uh, it doesn't really work. Like, like, I can't separate myself, uh, from what I know when I'm watching Titans, so I was like, all right, I understand what they're going for. She's like, r- really charismatic, really, works really well. Uh, Beast Boy, like, early on doesn't get, like, a huge focus, but he's uh, introduced. Like, he, he, they let you know, and he only turns into a tiger uh, early on, and I don't know if he ever turned into anything different, but... Uh, The, the relationship he has with um, Raven, it's 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 sort of it it works because like he like uh, they they have like a really close friendship, borderline uh, um, like love interest. It's like it's like yeah, people will definitely ship them together. Then you have. Uh, Dick Grayson and and plus the great thing about Titans is it does not preclude things from happening because uh, 
you get Hawk and Dove, you get uh, a call to Alfred. Batman is clearly referenced in the show. So they're not saying no, it didn't happen. Hell, um, if they're willing to bring in Batman, which I think they're going to have him in, I know they're going to have him in season two. Uh, and like, I don't want to spoil the rest of it, but the uh, the amount of DC characters that are going to come out for this, provided that they continue it, uh, they are going with the heavy hitter characters. Like, they could have Wonder Woman in there and they have their own Wonder Woman. They could. I'm, it, it would not surprise me if it if it happened. They could have their own Aquaman in there and Aqualad. They could have... Like, they have not said no. Like, it may not be the exact comics stuff going on, but this... Like... This might be the most spiritually accurate besides Deadpool. Uh, actually, no. Deadpool is the most spiritually accurate. Uh, even though, like, they made certain things their own. Like, uh, like Deadpool's humor became Ryan Reynolds' humor. Uh, for that one. But this one... Uh, they, like, they... They, uh, they turned the... They twisted things around, so... With Titans... Uh, Dick Grayson, uh, like, post-Batman, uh, and, and trying to not be Robin anymore, I wouldn't say is spiritually accurate. Uh, like, uh, Coriander, I, I kind of wish that they, uh, jumped more into her, like, I, I understood why they did it, because, like, just presenting someone as a finished product, and then plugging them into situations is sort of what comics do, you can't really do that on a TV show. So with Raven and and Starfire, that's what I'm gonna call her because I'm I don't, I'm tired of I know I, whenever I think of coriander I think of a spice so I'm saying Starfire. So when, so Starfire finding out who she is like uh, is better for TV. Raven uh, finding out who she is, trying to control it and all that is better for TV. The because like the the Teen Titans cartoon show from years ago and the comics uh, and even the movies to an extent, you want characters that are plug and play, so it works. The production qualities is damn good. I mean, they probably shot a lot in Canada and made it look like the Midwest, but they or they shot in the Midwest a lot. I don't know, but it works. Uh, it's not like your typical set. It's not. It's not like the CW like uh, shows where it's like uh, a lot of repeat uh, imagery. Uh, everyone goes back to the secret base or whatever. It's not like it's not. It's a narrative and it's ep- episodic, but it's not. Um, it's not like a Netflix show where everything picks off at the like where like uh, the. One episode picks off where the last one uh, ends. It's not super serialized, but things build upon each other. It's a strong narrative, which I'll take it. Doom Patrol. Now, I was curious if DC was really going to do it because Doom Patrol has multiple iterations. Um... Doom Patrol is, funnily enough, like DC's version of the X-Men, and it would be very easy to say that, um, like, Marvel stole uh, Doom Patrol and made it into the X-Men, but, uh, I'm, I think I've talked about this before, but the... Uh, there's a high probability that um, the two companies came up with them at the exact same time because the concept of an old teacher and uh, young people that he's helping like a, as a group 
is not a trope that they came up with themselves. Like, the idea of running a school for gifted people or, or like, uh, just a concept in general of having, like, uh, weird-powered people in the same spots, like, it's not new. Um, anyway, some heads up on Doom Patrol. So, Doom Patrol made its first appearance, uh, TV-wise in one of the early episodes of Titans. You're introduced to uh, Rita Farr, a Negative Man, uh, Larry Trainer, uh, and Cliff, the Robot Man, and the Chief. Those are the four guys. And Beast Boy, but he comes later. So, Doom Patrol recasts... Um, I want to say they recasted the, the physical actors uh, for uh, Negative Man and... Uh, Robot Man. But the the voices stayed the same because Matt Bomer voices Negative Man and Brendan Fraser does an awesome job of being uh, uh, Robot Man. Like, just, it it works so well. Like, the, the people who do the production and the directing on these episodes, God bless them because, uh, the acting is superb in terms of, uh, like you, like you get a sense that, uh, even though that they're two different actors, that when, uh, negative man and, uh, robot man are, uh, in a flashback or a, um, they're in a flashback or like they're in like an, like a, like a dream or what have you, an altered state, they have, like, a legitimately good uh, representation of the characters uh, played by their... when their voices do make an appearance. So... Another person that was recast for uh, Doom Patrol was uh, the Chief. I forget who plays him in Titans, but in Doom Patrol, he's played by Timothy Dalton. And... He has a much different characterization early on in uh, Doom Patrol than he does in Titans. The uh, bigger difference between Titans and Doom Patrol is that it's the addition of Crazy Jane. Now, Crazy Jane uh, is a woman with uh, 64... uh, separate uh, personalities and each personality has its own set of powers so you have this like one power power personality that is Hammerhead who is like strong and like a total asshole to everybody Uh, then you have Jane herself who I don't think she I don't think Jane has powers but then you have uh uh, try, try to think of uh, other versions of Jane that is uh, powered up. Uh, like, but there's like the electric, uh, like there's the electric shock Jane. There's like the uh, flame ball head Jane. There's the Jane that has like metal at her mouth that like makes uh, words form with iron and throws them at people. So. Jane is probably Jane and Robot Man are like the, the the two stars of the show. However, this is a very good ensemble piece. The first three episodes of Doom Patrol are incredible uh, because they already have the best villain uh, in Mister Nobody, who is played by Alan Tudyk, and Alan Tudyk basically plays the narrator villain. Wait for wait for it wait for it. This is a weird show. Uh, what Doom Patrol uh, was in the comics uh, was originally uh, like a um, like a lesser version of the X Men because the X Men uh, like turned like grew into something better. With Doom Patrol, it kind of like went by the wayside. 
until, um, in the, I think it was either the 80s or the 90s, uh, Grant Morrison takes over the title for uh, Vertigo. Or maybe not even Vertigo, but... Uh, because I'm trying to figure out if Vertigo had Doom Patrol only because early Vertigo had the uh, DC characters. like So, like, Swamp Thing was a Vertigo book, but it took place in the DC universe. Um, Sandman was a Vertigo book, and early Sandman took place in the DC universe. So, what, whether or not it was in there or not, what have you, uh, Doom Patrol, under Grant Morrison, got weird. It was like early Grant Morrison, uh, craziest idea, no idea too crazy, got in there. Uh, so, this show kind of deals with that, in that um, the Alan Tudyk will break the fourth wall a lot, because he knows he's the narrator, and he believes, that as Mr. Nobody... He controls the narrative of the world. And the uh, great thing about Doom Patrol is that they're basically, they're dealing with the godlike villain. And these guys do not have the powers uh, that you would think. They don't have the control of their powers because uh, you have a woman who can't, who, who melts and controls, turns into a blob. You have a guy that's a robot and then you have a uh, man who's just negative and always self-doubting or whatever. And you don't know, necessarily know what his power is. Then you have a guy in a wheelchair who fixes people. That's it. So, first episode of Doom Patrol is uh, Crazy Jane convinces everyone to go out on the town and live their lives. And it fails horribly. Uh Negative man goes into a bar and he, and he like, because he's wrapped in bandages, everyone just looks at him. He just feels like shit. Then, uh, robot man, uh, is trying to learn about his daughter, uh, because, uh, early on in life or for most of his life, like up until the eighties, he was a race car driver. Then he realized that he got into a car accident and, uh, he like all, the only thing that survived was his brain. Then uh, Rita runs into uh, like a waitress that knows all of her old movies, but doesn't realize it's her that she's talking to, and she just turns into a giant blob. And this alerts Mister Nobody to their presence, so Mister Nobody comes and takes the chief, and we go from there. First three episodes are wonderful because it's. It feels different than Titans because Titans, when they curse and all that stuff, it's like, wow, Robin's cursing or whatever. But when Doom Patrol does it, it's like, oh, this character I, I didn't really know before is an adult and curses a lot or uh, it's sarcastic or uh, what have you. So first three episodes uh, of Doom Patrol are just wonderful. And I'm not even going to bother trying to describe them to you guys, only because um, it's very hard to uh, do it justice uh, talking about it. So uh, I'm going to end it there. I'm going to say that uh, it's very much worth, uh, because the... the uh, like, second episode they're dealing with a goat that's like like an interdimensional uh like trap and then they're dealing the third episode i think they're dealing with uh forget what they were dealing with the third episode but it was just they're dealing with a goat in the second episode like what more like like it only gets weirder and plus like the the execution of characters is so damn good so uh Go check it out. Okay. So, maybe my favorite thing to come out of the DC Universe so far is Swamp Thing. Now, 
Swamp Thing does not take place in the same universe, supposedly, as Titans and Doom Patrol. It's shot differently, it's different location, whereas Titans uh, and Doom Patrol are expansive, uh, Swamp Thing is very focused. And Swamp Thing, I only have so many episodes to go through. I want to say it's like four or five episodes so far, but um, I really enjoy it uh, for multiple reasons. Um, Number one, I am a Swamp Thing fan. I liked the Wes Craven campy action movie of the 80s. I like the Alan Moore run, uh, even though I haven't read large portions of it. However, what I have read, I've really enjoyed. um, Because Swamp Thing was a horror book. It started off as a... uh, book to focus on monsters monsters of the week you have like things take place in a swamp and all that stuff and uh what alan moore did was he got uh, a little philosophical he got a little deeper like he still did some of the horror stuff but uh it wasn't um the the b-movie horror that it was before which not saying it was b-movie quality because bernie writes and goddamn drew some of that stuff and holy shit but uh then I watched the Swamp Thing cartoon as a kid because everything had a cartoon because everything had to have uh, toys and make as much money as possible. So the and I even watched the Swamp Thing TV show that I don't even know what the hell channel that came out on, but uh, it wasn't bad. Uh, it was low budget, uh, I would imagine, because like certain things uh, uh, were just like guys in a suit. And I got nothing against that. Uh, it, like, no one, like, tries to make something bad. And it wasn't, to my knowledge, bad. But as an adult, I haven't watched it yet. So I don't, like, I was watching it as a kid and as a fan. So I'm a Swamp Thing fan. The TV show starts with Abby Arcane. It's like, okay. She's a CDC uh, uh, expert on uh, diseases, like uh, like uh, radical diseases. Like she, like if there's a, something in there, we have no idea what the hell is causing things. We send her in there because she gets shit done. But uh, she has like a dark past, and it's kind of hinted at early on because uh, she's adopted by this one family. And their daughter ends up dying, according to Abby Arcane, but it's never really elaborated on. She killed her. So, there's that. Then you have Alec Holland, who is a disgraced scientist who cooked the books on some of his experiments so that he could be proven right. And then uh, he got found out about it, so then uh, he's disgraced scientist Alec Holland, who knows this shit, and they go into the swamp together because Alec was hired by the guy who might be in charge, might be the reason why things are the way they are. Um, So Holland has to figure out why the swamp is going crazy. And the reason why Abby Arcane got called in and the CDC got called in was because there was an outbreak of of an infectious virus, whatever, that was causing people to kind of turn into plants. Like, you have this little girl that coughs up a stem, uh, and this is where it gets... This is where it goes full-on the thing. Uh, this one dude is in the swamp. Uh, they're doing something to the swamp, and the swamp kills him. Not something in the swamp kills him. The swamp kills him, because all the plants come alive these vines just start growing at an exponential rate they grow into the guys and they just tear them apart and one guy i think gets away but he doesn't really get away because as they're looking for him uh they go into his home and he's a stick he's a human goddamn stick uh like what the hell's going on they they've never seen anything like this abby arcane scientist i don't know what the hell's going on alec holland scientist 
it has something to do with the swamp, but I have no idea what's going on. But we're going to find it because I'm science man. So... They bring the stick man to the hospital and they look... Alex says, I found something in the swamp water that's really diluted, but it's clearly making the plants grow. So they show it on like a little piece of moss, little piece of moss, and they put a couple drops of that shit on there and the glass enclosure that is holding it, the, the moss just overgrows it. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, it completely uh, screws with science in such a way that no idea what the hell's going on. So, they go back to the hospital to try and figure out what the hell happened to the one girl's dad. Because the girl that uh, coughed up the stem, uh, turns out uh, her dad is the stick man. So, they have him on the morgue table, and his body starts moving. And that thing fucking explodes into a giant vine monster. Just... Like, the amount of crazy special effects in this show is good. And I'm not talking, like, uh, like, like, uh, on a budget good. I'm talking, like, like, let's see, let's crack open the books and, and, uh, see what we can do good. Because Swamp Thing, they made their own swamp for this goddamn show. They took a soundstage that's probably the size of a football field, or bigger, probably holds about two or three football fields, and then they built a swamp that was about five feet deep in some spots, standing uh, uh, deep uh, in others, and about 25 feet deep in even other spots. So they wouldn't be uh, beholden to shoot on location. They shot in a man-made swamp. and. It looks natural, but it has these little spots, these little uh, spots where everything got overtaken with, like, plant life, and and it's just really cool. So, the ending of the first episode, and I'm going to say spoilers here, spoilers, I'm going to let you know what happens, spoilers, turn back now, spoilers. Alec Holland becomes Swamp Thing because it's not that an experiment goes wrong and he jumps into the water. Uh, someone wearing a mask uh, blows up, shoots him and blows up his boat so he falls into the water and dies and the swamp turns him into Swamp Thing. And what was really good about this, the first episode was it kind of establishes a chemistry between Abby Arcane and Alec Holland. Like, there's a familiarity, there's, like, a sort of attractiveness, like, quality. Like, there's not, it's not like Abby Arcane's, like, falling head over heels, like, on the first sight. But, uh, in the subsequent episodes, um, there's this, um, like, investment that when she sees Alec in the, uh, like, flashback and whatnot, because I was kind of wondering how they were going to do it, uh, because, like, Doom Patrol let me know that even though, uh, Brendan Fraser was mostly the voice of, uh, Robot Man, he makes a lot of appearances, either in flashback or in dream state or what have you, uh, and... Swamp Thing, uh, you get to see Alec Holland, because Alec Holland is one guy, and Swamp Thing is another guy. He's played by a much bigger actor, and the great thing about, uh, what they're doing with Swamp Thing in this iteration is that when he does CG stuff, he does CG stuff. When he's a guy in a suit, he's a guy in a suit. Like, they're very practical in that sense. And... A lot of people were curious as to how they were going to approach Swamp Thing. And if I had to put it into basic terms, it's a serialized procedural with a much bigger horror story going on in the meantime. And the first three episodes, like episode one, you have the stuff going on with the swamp. We're going to figure out what's uh, making these people sick. 
second episode. They kind of figure out what's making people sick. They don't know exactly what it is, but they, but because Swamp Thing explains to them what's going on, eventually, like episode two or three, they kind of figure out um, how to treat people or how to control the symptoms. That they're not fixing the problem, but they're uh, definitely. Um, uh, like they're definitely making headway. So, episode two, the big reveal is that Swamp Thing is a thing. Um, like the, the little girl that got sick in episode one, she has like the psychic connection to uh, what's going on. And for comic book fans, it's kind of obvious it's the green. Uh, like the contribution that Alan Moore probably made the most lasting uh, to to DC Comics when he worked on Swamp Thing was the concept of the green and that um, all plant life is connected and Swamp Thing is the god of the green made uh, well I don't know about flesh but uh, made um, sentient so you'll see how that plays out like I, I kind of warned you guys about spoilers but like I'm just we don't know how far down Swamp Thing is going to go in that direction but uh, you're introduced to certain characters over the uh, first three episodes that kind of give you a sense of where they're going with uh, things you got a guy who is Blue Devil you have a guy. You have a woman that is Madame Xanadu. You have a dude that is uh, Jason Woodrow, who is the Floronic Man. Now, these characters are C, D list, maybe even G. Like the, like these are the magic characters. These are the guys that um, go on to do other things and have certain roles. But it is too early to tell. Because Madame Xanadu, as uh, the number one psychic in uh, the world, they're kind of downplaying that because, uh, like, she's just this old woman in the in the t- top floor of a bar in the swamp. That's what she is. But she has this ability. Then you have this actor guy who runs a video store who. Uh, wants to be make movies who's very uh, interested in his future then you have Floronic Man who is like joyfully like he's he always plays bigger characters but he's playing a very he's a big dude playing a nerdy character and he's a very dedicated man to his wife and to his work and most more importantly to science uh, like he has no social graces whatsoever and it's compelling because uh, you see uh, him interact with uh, Abby Arcane at one point, and he doesn't give a shit about the people that's paying him. He gives a shit about the science, and there's something about that that's endearing. So uh, whether he turns into a villain at the end of this, uh, it's kind of obvious, but like, who knows? Uh, you don't necessarily get everything you want in uh, first season, and that brings me to uh, a, a footnote. Um, Swamp Thing was canceled before the first episode uh, came out. As a season, it, it like originally it was going to be 13 episodes, but then it became 10. And then they canceled the whole thing after, not even after. Like, first episode comes out, uh, it's going to be one season, guys. Uh, and they don't go into why. The number one theory that I think everyone has is that... The soundstage that they built that was an entire swamp would have cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to store uh, in the downtime between seasons. So they weren't going to hold on to it because supposedly, I think they were shooting in North Carolina or uh, what have you. Um, They were going to get like a $40 million rebate in the taxes and apparently that didn't happen so uh that was 40 million dollars more than warner brothers was expecting to spend 
on this. And I hope to God that they managed to get some more use out of that swamp because if I were them, I would start making movies set in swamps. They have a romance movie set in the swamp, an adventure movie, hell, a horror movie. Hell, shoot more swamp thing in there, but that may not happen. Um, a secondary concern would be that the um, DC Universe app might not exist as it currently does next year. Uh, supposedly, Time Warner and Warner Brothers, or Warner Brothers and AT&T, I should say, uh, want to make their own app, which, why would they have two apps, or why would they not have an, uh, an app, uh, with their DC characters in it, instead of having, because DC kind of beat Disney, uh, to the app game, and it kind of beat Marvel to the app game, so, and I'll say this about DC, the app works, like, like, uh, on my mobile, uh, Pixel 1, like, there's a couple of issues, but, in terms of, like, what it is, it works. Now, I don't know what the numbers are on the app itself because DC comic book characters, um, that's a very niche market. Like, it's not like Netflix where it's like, oh, you can have a shit ton of movies and you can have original programming. Uh, right now, like, anything that's comic book related and Warner Brothers, that's on the app. But why would they separate that stuff uh, and not have their own app? Now, mind you best case scenario they keep the dc universe app and time warner comes up with his own app and if you pay for one you get the other and the way i would do it is uh if you have an account with the time warner you get the dc universe app but if you have the if you just want the dc universe app you can get the dc universe app just like i don't think they're gonna do it that way um I like the concept of just having a DC-driven uh, app uh, because, from what I could tell, their shows are as good as Marvel's. Uh, Titans, they had some flaws. Uh, Doom Patrol, like, is very niche. But in terms of being different, oh my god! Like, this is, like, a, such a spiritually accurate pr representation and, like, a dedicated uh, effort to quality that you didn't, across the board, that you didn't get with Marvel's Netflix stuff. Uh, when you look at Luke Cage, uh, the quality of the show drops after they get rid of Cottonmouth. If you look at uh, Iron Fist... The quality was rushed, even though they had years of preparation, and you, so that it was either rushed and cheaply made, or it was just so mismanaged that, because season two of Iron Fist was good, legitimately good, and then season one had strong suits, but it didn't have the, and didn't have that it factor. And, like, that was, like, uh, I don't know how much HBO spent on Dragons, but if they could get one-third of the, if Iron Fist could get one-third of the budget to get one goddamn dragon in there, or not even, like, like an HBO kind of dragon, I'm talking about, like, maybe even, like, a cinematically well-done, uh, cave with the dragon in it that's obscured and all that, because that was the... <sighs> That was the problem I had with Iron Fist. It wasn't that, uh, like, there was bad acting in it. I mean, like, Danny Rand is not, like, the most well-defined character. Finn uh, Jones did a good enough job. But the problem is, though, they didn't give him enough stuff, good stuff to do, and they didn't have it written so well as, say, a Daredevil or a uh, Jessica Jones. So, but, God damn it, like... What I'm seeing with the DC Universe app, if I don't get it next year, I'm going to be pissed. So, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, please like and subscribe. Uh, go check out the DC Universe app. Like It's got like a free uh, seven-day trial, and then it's like eight bucks a month afterwards. So, uh, just catching up on like 
like in a couple months, like just watching all the shows, it, it's it's worth it. So, peace.